what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music and find places where they can connect and feel accepted. Welcome to the show, everybody. And this is a guest that we've had on not once, not twice, but now three times on the podcast. It is our friend Cade from Throw the Fight with their brand new album, Strangeville, coming out on June 30th. And this one... Oh boy, this one is one where I am, man, I'm so happy about this one. This is like two old friends reconnecting. It's a beautiful thing. Before we jump into it, though, I want to thank sponsor for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know I love my concerts. I absolutely love them, and I love my mosh pits. I am like the mosh pit maniac. You guys know this. So whenever I go to a show, I want to go into a mosh pit, start at the opening band, and not jump out until the show is over with the headliner. So in order to do that, I need to be what I like to call mosh pit fit. So I got to make sure my body is prepared right and able to do this. So I need to have the stamina to go from beginning to end and not stop. I need to have the strength to deliver those hits, but also be strong enough to take some of those hits from those big dudes that are in the pit that are going to try and destroy everyone because it's fun. Also, hi, Nate. (laughs) So... I need to make sure I'm in the gym a lot. I'm in there like six times a week, two and a half hours to three hours at a time, doing a lot of cardio, a lot of weightlifting, all of that good stuff. But I need to also make sure I'm preparing right and recovering right to make sure I can do that day in and day out, make sure I'm achieving on those fitness goals of being mosh pit fit. So that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because they have many different types of supplements to help you get mosh pit fit and other things as well, such as pre-workout, both sim and sim free. I use their sim free stuff because you guys don't need any more energy than I already have. I have more than enough. They also have different types of BCAA recovery compounds, helping your muscles absorb the nutrients after workout, creatine up in the muscle, protein up in the muscle, whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, plant-based protein. I use their whey-based protein malt flavor or chocolate malt flavor because, ooh, the chocolate malt is good. They have different types of, like, you know, multivitamins, and literally anything I need to achieve your fitness goals and help get mosh pit fit, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% off this code CVP20 at fnx.com, link description of the podcast, at Phoenix Fitness. Now time for a feature presentation. Let's bring in Cade from Throw the Fight for one hell of a time. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yo! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls and of the Core Progression Podcast. This is not my first time with this guy on the podcast. It's not my second time with this guy on the podcast. It's lucky number three, and I cannot wait to talk to this man all about because this band has a brand new calling called Strange World coming out on June 30th. And you know what? If I'm telling you that I've had this guy on the podcast, this is his third time, and I'm super still hyped up about it. I mean, come on. You're going to be hyped up about it as well. Plus, every time I get to talk to this guy, his hair gets longer and longer <laughs> and longer. I'm pretty sure by like the fifth or sixth time I end up talking to him, his hair is going to be on the floor and I'm all for it. So please welcome back Cade from Throw the Fight to the Podcast. So Cade, welcome back, my man. Uh, pleasure to be back, my dude. <laughs> it's great to see back. And I'm pretty sure the hair that's on like the bottom of your head is still probably there from when we first talked back in like uh- 2020. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's all still there. Thank God. You know, it's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> just, just just flowing. Just, you know what? Hey, man, flowing, having it be nice. And then all of a sudden you see some other guys in the band. It's just like, well, where's your hair? It's Dude, not there. The rest of my band is all bald. Like they all <laughs> shave their head or, or bald by now. And uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to make up for for everyone. You know, got to yeah, spread mean- the love. You've, you've, you've got to, you've got to have the locks of love for four guys in the band all yeah. on your own head. I mean, that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders. But I mean, 
when it comes to the luscious lock section for Throw the Fight, you're carrying that torch tremendously. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. It's a dream that I've always had, and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. Growing dream, it out. <laughs> dream come true, my man. So it's been a little bit since I last talked. I think the last time I talked to you, I think it was literally the day before I was set to head out to Blue Ridge Rock Fest, and that was in September of 2021. So it's been over a year and a half. So how Dang. have things been going for you, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, a lot uh, has happened in that, that uh, time period. You know, we've got... Uh, a lot of new music that we put out in that time. We recorded a new record. We're releasing singles off that record. Um, still a dad. <laughs> so that's good. And yeah, dude, life is good. That's good to hear. I was actually going to ask about that too. I was gonna be like, I remember the first time we had you on, it was like, it was either your daughter was just born or just about to be born. So it was like right around that time. So how's yeah. that going being a dad? Yeah. So, okay. So you said September, 2020. So she was born in August. So she was weeks mm -hmm. um since the last time yeah dude it's the best thing in the in the entire world i love my daughter it's, it's it's the best every day is um different and unexpected but a blessing she's she's the coolest and likes to and likes everything i do in music and she was just at our last uh music video shoot and she was a trooper man she just hung out for you know quite a few hours and did her deal, had some snacks, and watched watch dad perform. It was pretty great. I'll say, well, what else are you going to do when, you know, your kid's two and a half of the music video shoot? Just get her some snacks. <laughs> She's going to have a blast. But I also remember the last time talking to you back in 2021 where you were talking about just everything when it came to music. It was like the music that you're making, the music that you like, and the heavy stuff. It was, she was all into that stuff. I remember it was like, yeah, yeah you're playing some of the heavy stuff. And she's banging her head, having a blast. Turn it off, and it's just like, okay, there's a problem here. Shh, yeah. Music's off. She's not happy. We must fix this. <laughs> yeah, she's a true, I mean, she's a true artist through and through. Um, but she loves our music. She loves heavy music. She loves dancing. She knows straight away when it's dad's band. And yeah, we we did our video and, she, you know, after a, multiple hours, I end up putting her in the car and she's like, Dad, that was a long song, <laughs> you know, and it's like the same song over and over and over, just however many times to to complete the video. And I just thought that was hilarious. She's just like, Dad, that was that was a long song. You know, it was a great song, but <laughs> a little long. You should just tell her, hey, you think that's long? Try out this. This is called Dream Theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know the response uh, dad that was a long song too he's like yeah that definitely was <laughs> that's that's definitely a long song ours is just like thousands of times <laughs> over and over to get the take right yeah so yeah a thousand times and over to get take which is the equivalent of what two dream theater songs maybe two i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah we rented the space for four hours so yeah you do the math it's probably like four songs yeah, I mean, if you, you'd be lucky to get through an album that time frame. It's like, you need to set aside a whole working day. It's like, nope, Dream Theater came out with the new album. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this whole day off of work because I need to focus that whole entire eight hours just listening to one album. How many times yeah. did you get through it? Once. That's yeah, it. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy to me. It's, it's, it's nuts, but I mean, just it still kind of makes me smile the fact that over time, it's like, again, from the first time we talked, your daughter was maybe weeks old. And then all of a sudden, it was continuing on, just seeing her personality come out, seeing her become more into music. And then all of a sudden, now it's she's still that way, just keeps going and saying, Dad, that was a long song. It just, yeah. man, man, it's just seeing the fact <laughs> that, you know, your daughter is completely just like immersing herself into what you're doing and just really taking it apart and also making it her own thing as well. Right. 
I mean, you couldn't really ask for more at that point. It's could pre- you? it's funny. I was just literally on the phone with my mom before this, talking about she. My daughter got up on her, her bed last night. And she's got a little toy guitar, and she's just up there singing and dancing. And we got it on video. And I'm like, I told my mom this. Like, I don't push her to do any of this. I don't like she just grabs the stuff and does the stuff and gravitates towards all these things. And it's just really crazy to to see that, you know, this is her mind and her doing. And, it, and it's not being like, oh, you have to go to the studio or go to the um, this music video shoot or whatever. And and she just I mean, even to see us play live, she just thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. And yeah, so it's it, it's just crazy to see. And then um what she picks up on and um inspires her it's just like right in front of you and you're just like wow that's that's pretty it's a miracle really it, it is but at the same point in time too it's no matter what she would have maybe per- like you know gone after been like interested and in, picked up on her own as a parent you would have been supportive of that but it's just a really million cool. percent yeah it's just really cool to see the fact that the stuff that you're really involved with the stuff that really gets you going the stuff that is a part of your world it's the stuff that she's just picking up you know, instinctively and also making it her own. So as time yeah. goes on, as time continues, goes on, as she continues to grow, it's that bond between you and her is just going to be even stronger, not only based on the fact that it's, you know, the, you know, the father daughter bond, but just the similar interest in music. It's going to be something that's going to connect you both even stronger, even more tightly forever. And ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an incredible gift. I would, I didn't even think of it as far as like being a parent and those things, but being one and seeing her evolve and just become herself and picking up on things that my wife does and that I do. It's just like, Holy cow, this is, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I, yeah, I kind of, I, I'll put this like, personally, I don't know what that's like, but I've now a bunch of my friends right now. It's like, they're getting married. They're having kids. One of my buddies, Chris, when his daughter was born, I found out about the next day. And I'm like, I can't believe she's already a Polaris fan. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I already played the death of me album to her. Right. I'm like, yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> Polaris is one of my top favorites. They're those those are they're great dudes as well. Oh my god! Awesome. I, I only got a chance. To so see good. I only got a chance to see him once so far, and it was just. I'm like, it was it was Invent Animate, then Alpha Wolf, then like Moss of Flames, and then Polaris. Like, how do you lead up to that? And how do you take over and just completely you know yeah. rule the show after that? And the Polaris goes on, and you're just watching. Like, yep, that's happening. <laughs> yeah, they destroy. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. So those guys came through the studio when we were doing Settle Your Sins, our last record. And they came through, um, well, at the time it was Think Loud out in Pennsylvania. They had an off day. I think they were on tour with Wage War. And they came through and we ended up having them do gang vocals on our song Q&A. And then we jumped on and did a bunch of... um, on a bunch of gang vocals on landmine where it's like (laughs) and then we got to hear like multiple songs that they were coming out with on that record and i remember sitting in the control room just blown away and i was already a huge fan of their first record because carson and grant recorded their their record and they've done multiple records of ours and just to have them come through and um you know we partied and just great dudes and i I was like starstruck, but then to each kind of be like, Hey, well, we need gang vocals in this spot. Sweet. We also do. And it just like worked out that very day that we kind of all uh, finished what we had to do on each record. It was sick. 
I do remember you mentioning something with Polaris the first time we talked, but I don't remember exactly. I remember someone you said Gangbo because I'm like, wait a minute. I remember you said you did Gangbo because, yeah. but I complete I had not known that it was for landmines. And I mean, I listen to that song a good amount, especially I'm in the gym. So basically, when I'm yeah. coming to a heavy lift and I'm hearing those gang vocals from landmines, I just now I got to know it's just like, hey, that's Cade and the guys also, you know, helping out with this. Like, yeah, let's it's go, a, it's throw <gasps> the fight in Polaris. Yeah. I should try to look for the videos. I'm pretty sure they're saved in my archives. And uh, that whole day of us, I think, you know, there was probably eight, nine of us just standing around and we'd go in and do them individually. And then it was as a group. And dude, it was one of uh, amazing day. And especially it was just like so unplanned. And we were just um, Grant one day was just like, hey, is it cool if the guys in Polaris come through? And we're just like, uh, yeah, he's like, <laughs> you know, I'll try not to let it set back recording or whatever. And as I said, it just uh, it was in each band's favor, and then we ended up just hanging out all night, and we just had such a blast. It was it was killer. I think we ordered like Chinese takeout and had it delivered, and yeah, it was it was wicked. Oh man, that is awesome! But it's always those unplanned moments where stuff just happens out of nowhere. And you just roll with it. You see what happens. And you get stories like this. You get moments like this that you just you look back at. You can't believe that they happen. They still bring so many positive uh, you know, feelings back. And it's just stuff that you think about the rest of your life or the rest right. of the time. You're just like, man, that was such a fun moment. And it creates a certain connection, too, with, you know, whoever right. you're doing that with, like with the guys on Polaris as well. It's you never know. And they come back to the States. I think they're. I know they're playing Aftershock this year, so they might be doing something around the States. All of a I sudden, think they're what gearing up for a, quite a bit of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so like all of a sudden, what happens when they start coming back around? I'm pretty sure they're going to stop in Minneapolis. You're probably gonna I sure like, hope well, so. i got to go to that show. <laughs> yeah, they slam. They're in, incredible type band, incredibly talented dudes. And they just yeah. have like that perfect, I mean, at least for me, like just that perfect, heavy, tasteful sound and, you know, um, if throw the fight could do that, I would try to just do the same thing. <laughs> like, oh, we're doing I, what they're doing. Yeah, I I, I understand that because it's like when you listen to Polaris, it's it's heavy and it can be brutal. But then sometimes they bring like the cleans and like when they do uh like you listen to uh like Masochist or the cleans on Vagabond, yeah. or the cleans and above my head, especially those. It's just the mixture between the two works so well. And there's so many bands that try and pull off stuff like that. And some bands absolutely can hit on that differentiation. And Polaris right. is an example of one that just massively can do it every step of the way, whether the song is just absolute barn burner in your face, or it's supposed to be more emotional, more melodic, more drawn out, or something that's going to match in between the two. They can just pull it they, off. So when you go they, see them live, you feel it. that. Yeah, yeah. And they, I can attest to this when we were in the studio with them, they can sing. Like, I can't remember the, the singer's name, uh, the who sings Cleans. Um, I want to say Josh, but I don't think that's right. And uh, to get in the booth and be that spot on and also um, just so dialed in, I was like, that's tough, you know? And you're like, that's the real deal because there's a lot of fake it till you make it stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, in any industry, whether it's music industry in business, wherever it is, there's going to be a lot of fake it till you make it stuff. But there's always going to be those specific instances where you can just easily tell. It was just good to see. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just like had so much more respect for him after that. And I was like, damn, he's they're They're so solid. Damn. Now it's like, so when they are gearing up, they're probably gearing up for something in the U S I know if they come to Minneapolis, I'm definitely going to get a text from my buddy, Chris and be like, Kevin, please come up here. Please come up here. We have to see this show together. So I can already see it's going to happen. Polaris is going to come around. 
They're going to play Minneapolis. My and we're going to text me. Yeah. No, what's <laughs> going to happen is I'm going to end up going up there. My buddy and I are going to go to the show. We're going to be in the middle of the pit. And while Polaris is going on, I'm be looking around all of a sudden, either on side stage or on a balcony, I'm going to see you hanging out either on, <laughs> on either side. And your daughter's going to be right next to you, just like banging her head, going nuts. I'm just going to look at you like, <laughs> okay, now it's all coming full circle. Now it all makes sense. And then we hang it out afterwards and have sense. a blast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she might go. Yeah, she might. She's been to a couple of shows now. Been to a couple of shows, either just your shows or shows that are not like other shows. She, at the same she's time been well. to another show and then she's went. She's gone to one Throw the Fight show and she just thought it was, you know, amazing. We're hoping to take her, um, potentially to, I think Wisconsin. Um, there's a festival. Um, we're gonna go to a, a hip hop show. We're gonna go see Atmosphere. Uh, and then I think. There's another one this summer that we're going to sneak her into. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I want to just introduce her to whatever I possibly can. Just like all of a sudden, yeah, is she, or is she, is she allowed in? I'm not trying to sneak her in the side door. That's what everyone <laughs> yeah. does. It's all about, you know, knowing somebody. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you guys Let have been me around. I'll say you guys have been around quite a while, especially around the Midwest. Too. I know you guys had definitely have the connections there because, I mean, hell, the, the only yeah. time I've ever gotten to see you guys play live was at Rockfest in 21. And right. Yeah, and I even looked. I'm like, I'm looking at the schedule this year. I'm like, is there a date where throw the fights come by me at some point soon? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm yeah. looking. I'm just like, huh? There's one that I might be able to make. And then I looked at the week, and I'm like, out of all the weekends in July, you guys picked the one weekend where I don't have anything going on right now. Yes. <laughs> we were we were gonna play it uh, this year, but we had scheduling issues between the dudes and I, and we were like, damn it, because it's it's a good lineup again, and it's just a fun 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 festival to play. Oh yeah, because I mean, I still remember the first year going there. It was just, I mean, you got the you got the stage on the bottom, you got the stage at the top, you got the main stage, which is on the hill, and it's I kept yep. bouncing between like the top stage and the bottom one. I really never was on the hill because I'm like, I don't really care for that. I want to be in front where everyone else <laughs> is having a blast. I want to be as close as possible and just enjoy it to all hell. And I, I mean, just the amount of just people that were there, just happy to be there, especially in 21, because that was like the first major event for music, right. especially in the rock and metal that was happening since the pandemic. So it was it was definitely something to be a part of. Yeah, bro. I remember and I have this on video. We we pulled up early, but we saw a line and then we saw the people camping. And I think we played the first day. And I remember them opening the gates and we were um setting up at our at our stage and everything and um and maybe we just did sound checked or something. But and just watching everyone run and it was like the whole world had opened up again. It was just like, it meant more than it ever did before. And it was just like, this is, these people have been waiting for this, not just one year, but two years. And it, it was just unbelievable and, and people needed it. You could just see uh, the madness. <laughs> oh yeah. There, there was so much madness going on in that festival from, I remember like the opening day was just like that, a couple of bands there. I was, uh, my buddy and I, we went to go, and, like, there was a group of eight of us, but me and my one friend, we were there, and we were sitting in one of the smaller, like, on the bottom stage. I think Royal Bliss might have been playing, and we were also watching the Bucks Suns game four on his phone at the same yeah. time. So, like, keep going. All right, what's going on here? The next day, we was uh, having fun. My friend's in GFM play. I threw cupcakes at people. I had a blast. I think you guys played me yeah. the second day, because I still remember Maybe this. it was the second day. I think so, it was a Friday. Yeah, because I, I still Friday remember. Saturday. Yeah. I think it was Friday, because I still remember this. I remember going to see you guys play. Saw the whole set. And then I jumped over to hang out with my friends because Corey Taylor was performing on the main stage, ran back yeah. to you guys, talk to you guys for a little bit longer. 
And then you guys end up giving me like the sign, like like little tour poster thing, which I still have hanging up on the wall. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. I still have it hanging up. <laughs> Ran back literally to my like campsite, dropped it off. I had there's a couple people at our campsite. They're just hanging out there, like, oh, you're gonna hang out. I said no, Bad Flowers still playing, and then Limp Biscuit is headlining. I'm not missing yep. this. I grabbed like two beers on my six minute walk in and slammed them both. And I'm like, let's have some fun. Yeah, totally. And, and it was just the positivity that it brought back was just like, oh man, we needed this. And then, Dude, it had a different vibe. Yeah, and then even continuing to go to show still, I'm just like, I kind of want to always have that vibe of just, you know, we remember what it was like when this wasn't around. And now yeah, we have when it you back. miss it. Yeah, when you miss it. And then ticket prices were a different price. They <laughs> weren't so expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, my, my bank account still hollers at me every time. It's like, but it literally is like, okay, so this tour is coming through. I'm like, but I'm going to this. Sh- I want to go to this show too. Or it's like, oh, but I just bought tickets for this show. Looks like I'm going to this one too now. Yeah. I'm like, how am I going to make my rent this month? Um, I'm going to figure it out somehow. But ooh, the Motionless and White tour just dropped with like freaking like knocked loose. <laughs> Everybody, in Alpha Wolf. Okay, I'm spending money on that. <laughs> That's going to be a banging tour. That's just oh. going to be action packed. That, I, I mean, that's going to be somewhere I'm expecting potentially to get hurt at that show, and I am fully ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, take out, you know, some sort of life life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it this way. Will I get knocked out? Probably not. Will I get knocked loose? Probably. Yes. <laughs> Sam, I mean, I'm not expecting to go to see you guys play and all of a sudden see people come and fly in fists of fury, but... No, you never know. I mean, we've we've definitely brought out some uh, some furious and had to stop a few fights from time to time, which is um, the guys call it. I turn into straight dad mode. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Really? And I know it's like even like with so, like especially listening to like some of the stuff you guys have had on Strange World right now, especially going forward yeah. once it releases, like some of those breakdowns even there are definitely heavier to, you know, yeah. there's going to be some pushy, pushy, slammy, slammy, mashy, mashy fun going on. Yeah. But you guys it's elbows. Stop- I was like, you've had to stop some fights before and just like go all dad mode. I I kind of oh, yeah, want to see that happen on stage at one point. <laughs> just to say, I've seen Cade go full dad vibes on us. Which I don't even do that dad vibe, but it they were just like, holy shit, dude. Like, uh, and yeah, everyone thought it was pretty crazy and pretty funny as well. Like, <laughs> you know, do you stop like mid song and, and all that stuff? And I, yeah, um, one of them in particular, like I had to get down. I we just went straight down to their level and got in between the two dudes and it was like you gotta leave. Like get out and whatever or like make up and hug. And they ended up hugging. And then I was like, you know, no more uh no more of that. And uh yeah, then it, everything was cool. But yeah, we've definitely had people can get, you know, a little wild and definitely to your point with, with the newer stuff. I mean, we're dropping it way down and we're trying to just you know, see all the elbows flying and see what we can not. I'm not trying to promote, you know, violence, but, you know, get in the pit. <laughs> I mean, there might be some top dro- top rope drop, elbow drop, some RKOs out of nowhere in the pit for this kind of stuff. It might happen. I have I, I mean, I know a lot of times where bands when things are going on and like in the crowd when there's fights going on where they stop the show. I still have yet to hear, but now it's finally happened of some someone actually jumping off stage to direct, directly like address it. Like that is something I have never thought was yeah. even possible, but you pulled I'm it kind off. Of an, oh my God. I know I'm kind of an idiot if I think about it. Cause it's just like, dude, I could have seriously just got like probably hurt. Like they don't care whatever. But the thing is I had the microphone and I'm just like straight out, like talking to him through the, 
through the microphone so everyone's hearing it as well and yeah it just you know making them hug it out and tell them to knock it off and um different words obviously and yeah everyone chilled out but i i mean i'm i don't know i just like ended up walking off the stage and went right down and <laughs> like my dudes were probably like what are you doing dude you idiot you're gonna get you're gonna get hit well the other but thing it all worked out yeah well one thing to think about that too especially if there's a pick going on too all of a sudden you jump in there you know, if you're the one that gets hit, everyone's going to turn and just go look directly. Whoever hates it's like, okay, now it's go time. It's like, you made the ultimate mistake. I've yeah. seen that happen a couple of times in the pit where someone hits someone. It's like, now nah, you must pay the ultimate price. And it's, right. it, it's intense. I've seen, you know, of course, some singers jump into the pit and have some fun. It's like, okay, we can have fun, but just don't hurt that guy. Why? Because he needs to finish the whole set. Like, we're only right. halfway through this. We need to keep this going. But Yeah, it kind of was actually even... I think it was like song number four for us. We we came out hard and uh, but I could tell that they were, you know, pushing each other's buttons and stuff like that. And it, I knew where it was going to go and I saw where it was going anyway. And I mean, even though like people don't think like you're paying attention or seeing them in the crowd, like at least for me, like I'm performing, yes, and doing my thing. But I'm also trying to be locked in with people because I want I want them to be into it and mm -hmm. you know get into our vibe but then also seeing what may not should be going on and and stopping it you know if I, if we have to oh yeah i mean especially one thing we've seen from the past especially from that whole entire like astro world 2022 thing with travis scott was especially for artists on stage it's you have a different vantage point than all of us yeah. so if you're able to, you're able to see from a higher spot you're able to see if something's happening, you're the one that has the microphone. You're the one that people are paying attention to. So if you stop it and are going to address it, people are going to be paying attention to you. There's a definite, right. you know, there's a certain like innate responsibility there because you have that power to stop anything at any given moment. Right. So the ability to just continue to perform and do good and just give it your all. But at the same time, notice what's going on in the crowd, lock in with those people and make sure that they're continually like into that experience. But right. also having the presence of mind to potentially stop something from getting out of hand to the point where now there's a massive fight in the crowd and you didn't realize it right at first. Now you're trying to stop it. Right. And now there's more people in there. It turns into a 20 person brawl. Security comes in and now the show is over because two guys decided to fight because they couldn't decide which guy had better shoes on. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's always like, you know, some jerk usually <laughs> it's at some point. And if there's booze involved, you know, it, it ends up getting crazy or whatever but yeah i mean at the end of the day you want everyone having having a good time and making sure everyone's safe and you know for me and us as artists like that's kind of our responsibility as well like make sure everyone's having a good time and make sure nobody's being a you know a jerk off <laughs> yeah and especially with the stuff you guys coming out with strange world too especially some of the heavier stuff that's coming on there i mean i'm definitely expecting a real good time with some of this stuff yeah so yeah what, what, what do you like uh, honestly, like out of, I mean, out of all of the tracks that were on there, the craziest thing is the one that stuck out to me the most was the one that was probably the least heavy was Lost Without You. For some reason, that oh, yeah. one stuck out to me more. But then <laughs> I'm looking through the rest of my notes. I'm like, some of those breakdowns, I'm just thinking, my God, was that That's a lot of fun. I'm just ready to go smashy, smashy. But for some reason, yeah. Lost Without You was the one that I just kept coming back to over and really? over and over again. It was weird. That's cool. That's cool, a good dude, song. That's thank you, man. Um, that song that's gonna be our next single. So that's um, you know, we just released Obey, mm -hmm. 
last Friday. That's heavy one. I mean, we pretty much came out of the gate with three more upbeat songs, I'm going to say. And then, yeah, we're going to drop Lost Without You. um, I think it's this month, May. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also a video with it that we've kind of did a different take with a video as well. Um, But yeah, that's crazy. It's uh, yeah, it it uh, is part of the project, I guess, and it fits and but it's definitely like kind of its own identity as well uh, because it's more of that ballad stuff. I mean, let's, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, we, we sent it to uh, um, just like our wives and, you know, people that um, were close to us or whatever. And um, I'm kind of the same response back was like, Oh my God, lost without you is like pulls on those heartstrings, bro. And uh, I remember even doing um, some of the vocals um, as I was writing it and uh, Jeremy was like, um, dude, who we work with, and he's like, dude, are you writing like a Cade Cat song right now? Because my solo stuff's like more sad, and um, and I was like, hey, well, you know, this these lyrics and everything just fit this vibe or whatever, and um, yeah, it's definitely more of the like I said, it pulls on your heartstrings <laughs> to say the least. But that's cool, man. That's really cool that, that you kind of went back to to that one after you know, there's there's some bangers. Yeah, I mean, there's some bangers through and through on here, but that was the one I kept coming back to, and it definitely was part of the pulls on the heartstrings, but also just the whole entire mindset, vibe, and idea around, especially going through it from my standpoint, going through the meaning and just trying to figure that out for what I thought it was, and then really yeah. bringing it all in everything. It's just, you're con- I'm like just feeling these different connections on so many different things, so many different mindsets, and when I was listening to it, like Lost Without You, I God, I can't remember... I can't remember what song, I think it might have been the song Lost in You by Three Days Grace when it came to just me thinking about kind of where was I, why am I drawn to this? And I was drawn to that song because it just pulls on the heartstrings in a certain way about just connections with people, just different ideas with relationships, different ideas with love. And it's just, for some reason, it just really hits the way that it's created, the way that it's composed, everything around there. I just couldn't get enough of it. So I still remember looking through it because it was, I was going through all the songs and all of a sudden I kept listen through, listen through, listen through. And all of a sudden I'd get to go back to the top. I'd go through five and I'd start back at loss without you. Then keep going down. Yeah. I just jump back to loss that you go down and start at the top. And just, I kept always <laughs> coming back down. Cause I'm just like, this song just hits in a certain way. Just yeah. the way that it's a company, especially when you open it up and it has a softer p- piano accompaniment with that right. consistent rim shot feel on the snare. I'm just like, okay, we are definitely getting something different here, but just the way right. those two put together, the way the melody worked alongside it, it opened up to pull on that heartstring and you were just set and ready to go from the get-go just yeah. from that intro. Yeah, wow, that's cool, man. Like, again, nobody's really heard it, um, obviously, because it's not out. But, uh, you know, like, Jeff's wife heard it. She went to tears. Before we even left LA, we sent, like, a, a rough pass and she was like, holy cow. Um, I sent it. My wife just heard it again for the second time a couple of weeks ago because we shot the video for it she's like which song are you doing and i was like this one and she's like oh wow okay and then um somebody else but i mean obviously you went more in depth and that's that's just awesome i mean i think the whole vibe of it it's got a different type of verse than we normally do and the the downbeat stuff and the low vibe but the chorus is huge you know and just so simple and then even that bridge it does have a a screaming 
part, but it's not like, oh, now it's a heavy song. It's more or less adding to the emotion, I feel. Um, more of a background scream versus a in-your-face scream. Uh, but, dude, that's that's crazy. That's awesome, to, you know, and especially all everything that you listen to and then to to go back to uh that ballad <laughs> yeah yeah especially you know i'm listening to the stuff that i normally listen to it's like i want to go smashy smash smash heavy heavy you know i'm ready to go and go and do something with this but right. taking a listen i mean now even jumping into the bridge too because i'm looking at my notes there when you do the unclean stuff there and i love that kind yeah. of scream style because the focus was on it wasn't on like a massive sentence or a massive stream it was the focus with those screams was just on simple words and really hit with the ferocity and I kind of have an understanding of now why I liked it and especially where I was saying with it. And now why, you know, when you guys sent it to your wives and why Jeff, when Jeff sent it, when you guys yeah. were in LA, all of a sudden it's why this makes so much sense to me and why this hits. And I'm going to go into a little bit of a little bit more of a in-depth thing. Cause when I was going through, I thought about the song and where it took me was kind of thought about dealing with a relationship from like either a distance or from the road between two people in that sort of a situation, whether it's a long distance relationship or from the musician standpoint, you know, someone's always on the road. Someone might be at home. Then there's this distance okay. between two, whether well, there's a distance between two people, there are a lot of feelings that come up at that time. Those feelings embed this idea of potential fear and anxiety because you're not directly next to that person all the time. There's going to be this distance between you. So there's going to be this innate feeling right. of something could come up within that distance. And the song kind of talks about the need to do like these things for reassurance and that the reiteration that, you know, you're still together. You're still as close as you were when you left and there's always going to be that presence there with one another. So when yeah. you get to those screams, especially in the bridge and the okay. ferocity comes over there, it shows this frustrate, the frustrations that people deal with when they're in that long distance relationship. That's why it comes across was so powerful. But then when you hit okay. the chorus and it's big and it's grander, yeah. we feel more of that wanting and yearning for that person, especially with your vocals as well. And it hurts in a certain way, but it's needed to really show more of that love and that pain that we feel in that instance because it's painful that we are away from that person, but that pain shows us just how much we love and actually care for that person at the same time. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, that's crazy, your interpretation. Um, I'm still trying to learn. I, I kind of explained it to my wife where, where I think it, this song came from. But what I told her is I was like, nothing's really like set in stone with it like i'm not like and i didn't I, do, I don't even remember writing this to be honest like i think i wrote it very very quick and it was just like i tapped in and and then it happened so it i didn't even start trying to dig in and dive in to see where i even came up with this song but i was telling her um i don't like directly say something so it could be a relationship it's any sort of like human connection mm -hmm. i feel um as a as a whole whether it's you've lost somebody as a friend just a friendship mm -hmm. or passing away whether it's family friend um i love your your point on um like a long distance relationship or or touring touring artist you know kind of the, the heart grows fonder or um i mean shit even like a traveling salesman or mm -hmm. whatever i mean there's i just feel like it's um can be so relatable um emotional wise that um i don't think it's something that we've like ever done and not that i set to do it like honestly i don't remember writing it <laughs> um but it just has like um some sort of connection and like you said at the at the end when it, 
kind of opens up and everything it's like um it, it's a hurting feeling but, but also like almost a healing feeling or something like that and then just how it came through after recording it and everything it it just there's so many um ebbs and flows of it in just a matter of like three minutes and you're like wow and then you do want to go back to it you're like wait wait what was that takeaway from that and what did i miss out on and stuff like that so that's just cool i mean i'm i'm really anxious to see where where people are going to go with this one because we did come straight out of the gate with some heavy heavier songs and and then to kind of lay lay this one out there and you know people be like i thought the whole thing was going to be heavy or <laughs> whatever like what's this stuff you know but also i'm just like uh i want people to uh of any musical genre that people like to to give this one like two seconds and just say okay what's this about because i don't feel like there's a a turnoff moment where you're like eh. you know what i'm saying yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, even think about this too. When Bad Omens in 2021 released the first single for the Death of Peace of Mind, people are like, "What is this? This isn't. Yeah. This isn't what. This isn't heavy like The Throne or like Glass yeah. Houses. What is this madness?" And then it yeah. turns out to be, you know, the lead into an album that's completely all like very much artistically all over the place in many different aspects. But the composition is so well done to the point where now Bad Omens is one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. Yeah it's it's like oh i'm so mad that it's just not all heavy right. not every album is heavy we'll go back to polaris with the death of peace of mind i forgot what song it is but the song after above my head on the track list that's a very soft song it is not heavy at well, all and, and, and the it, thing is it we, happens people you're right well people kind of misconstrue heavy you know as well mm -hmm. like it's got to be and it's like for instance lost without you there's heavy moments but listen to it lyrically it's probably one of the heaviest songs you've almost heard <laughs> you're gonna be like oh wow that's heavy that's heavy you know so it's, it's what what uh version of heavy do you really want yeah instead of going like you know the more sonically driven heavy of just grrr, it's just you know we're gonna go in more of the emotional heavy on this one and you're gonna try to tap into those feelings bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, too, if, it, if it's the same sound over and over and over again on the album, it's yeah. just like, okay, then all of a sudden, by the time people get to song number five or six, it's going to be it's the same stuff over and it's over redundant. and over again. Yeah, it it's redundant. redundant. And, yeah, and exactly. I mean, me personally, I, I would rather write more the 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 loss without use, and I'm the more, like, experiment guy or trying to push the envelope a little bit, and the other guys want to do more, like, the, the heaviness and stuff like that. So, um, and we always work and balance just perfect and you know but for me just writing more uh singer songwriter ballad is, is like more my wheelhouse right mm -hmm. and, and even thinking about that too it's by having that differentiation and having those different ideas and being able to collaborate on that then you get something like lost without you to come forward and you get those yeah. little snippets of heaviness on there or then you get something like lost in the lives or cover your tracks where you're going to go with a much heavier sound especially when you hit that breakdown though and it's going to bring forward more <laughs> of that heaviness and that ferocity but at the same right. time there's going to be pieces in there where your vocals just you know soar a little bit more sonically and have a little more of that emotional yeah. flow to them while there's still gonna be some heaviness going on in there it's those kind of mixtures is what makes something great 
great. So it doesn't gonna is that just gonna be you know an album of just thirty minutes of straight? Right. Yeah. Because I I like that for one song, two songs maybe. All of a sudden you get to the third one if it's just continued, you know. I'm gonna be like, okay. Hey, watch me chug some more. You're like, ah. Be like, I'm just gonna sit there and be like, you know, I I like this stuff, but when you're gonna give it to me, you know. 30 minutes just straight of just chugs. I'm no. probably going to be tired by the time song number yeah, four comes out. I'm chugged out. out. <laughs> and song number seven might be your best one ever, but mentally yep. I'm just tapped out at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, writing an album is definitely a finesse and, and an art to itself just, just within that. Yeah, and I think, you know, we definitely have that. It's definitely more of a upbeat record. I mean, let's be honest, every Throw the Fight record's you know pretty much balls to the wall um and we sprinkle you know our our catchy melodies and and hooks in there but you know we're pretty much going full gas you know the entire time but once in a while you gotta you gotta dial it back and um give me a breather (laughs) yeah because i even still remember when sell your sins came out too is the because you guys opened with paper wings on that album too and just right from the beginning of that i mean that's all positive gas right there right right yeah. get going it's like oh shoot okay we're already into this let's keep flying yeah. yep yep and that was the point i mean uh yeah we were just like let's get after it and it ends get after it and and then you just flip it over or you know hit repeat again <laughs> so like, you're hey you're back in it run it back we're doing this again <laughs> yeah yeah i mean honestly it was kind of just like i mean we're uh I, you know, I, I say we're like a punk band, basically. It's just like everything's pretty fast and upbeat and usually pretty short, you know, three minutes. And we're a punk band and we got a lot to be said in those <laughs> in the, that little window of time. Yeah, because I was even going through it, too, because out of the songs around there, I think the longest song might have been like three minutes and 10 seconds. And it's this is a little interesting yeah. going through there because like cover your tracks was like what, maybe 240, 250. I'm just thinking this could like this could be longer, but at the same time as well. Do you really want to be longer when it's just going to hit you with that ferocity? Right. And then you're going to go into a bear and afterwards is going to have, you know, it's going to hit you with that. It's going to be all gas, positive gas, but it's going to hit you in a completely different way for that positive right. gas. Then you're going to loss without you where it's like, okay, now we're going to get emotionally heavy on you because right. you're not expecting that. And then you're ready for the next couple of songs right afterwards. Like, okay, we're going to see where this goes because right. we started all gas, no breaks. And now all of a sudden, now we're going to go all gas on the emotion side. Now where exactly. are we going from here? There's going to be consistent want to see where are we going to continue to go? What's going to happen next? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a journey. I mean, uh, it's got to ebb and flow and like, um, you know, we took a bunch of songs. I think we had like 35 songs and narrowed them down um, to a collection of like 10. And then we were able to track seven. And then we were taking on two songs that we previously released, but they're getting remixed and remastered. Um, aren't they already done? But uh, we're going to. But we've we've thought those two songs actually complemented what what we'd already what we just recorded. So it wasn't like. Oh well, let's just add these because they're, um, they're they're already done. But we we're like these actually fit lyrically in the content and the theme of this whole thing. It it doesn't make sense that they're not on it. It's kind of so we've got Wake Up and Snake Mountain that are part of the whole package. And I mean, they sound sick. You know, they always did, but to have them remixed, remastered, and then sounding more uh, cohesively through the through the rest of the the album i mean it just makes sense and yeah it's it's still 
all gas and but there's definitely moments in um pop wise and and the choruses and stuff like that and lyrically i think it's some of the deepest stuff we've ever even touched on which i think is cool yeah because even going through some just of course me trying to go through the meanings of these i'm like you guys are getting into some deeper stuff in terms of in my mind where I was going with some of these songs is deeper into more of this grander state of the world kind of thing. And now when you're going yeah. and doing the remix songs, especially when you're ending with the remix of wake up, it's like, you know, all these different things you're trying to, you're talking about all these different ideas you're bringing to light through these songs. And you're going to end with the remix of wake up all of a sudden, you know, you're thinking wake up. It's like, okay, now's the time to just open those eyes once again. And now take what you just went through and take what you just listened to, get a further understanding for it and take it forward through the rest of your life. And I still remember seeing, again, back at Rockfest 21, right. I remember seeing you guys performing, hearing Wake Up. I'm like, man, that sounds like a good song. And I'm like, wait, there's a remix on it on this album? All right, let's see what's going on here. And I was excited to hear it just right from the, like, right from the start of it. The, just yeah. the way it was mixed in the start, I'm thinking there's definitely coming back with like that positive just full gas positivity it's hitting right. you right away there is no doubt about it but the best part about that is is when you're trying to close out the album like that you know and it's a remix track, but the positivity just radiates right through it so you get that positive throw the fight feel to it but at right. the same time it lyrically connects so well with every song that's on there especially yeah. if they like cover your tracks and lost in the lives and obey it just everything kind of flows through really nice right through, through from top to bottom yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm glad you can see that. And it, it does make sense. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we touch on a lot of different things. And I think even Settle Your Sins started um, like Q&A was a, a big one, um, you know, as far as it's like questioning system systems and the world and, uh, you know, having that outlook of, of things. And, you know, again, it's kind of punk rock, but, you know, question authority, question everything around you and um just because um uh, media outlets say it so doesn't mean it is you know think for yourself type of type scenario and um i feel like a lot of people get get away from that or um feel pushed in certain ways or believe certain narratives and you know us as a whole it's just kind of like open your eyes to everything you know question everything and um there's some of that content through sprinkled through those songs yeah, and, and even as you continue on with this one, too, like, again, I'm thinking Lost in the Lies, that one especially kind of, it kind of picks up where Q&A left off, too, when you think about, bit. when you kind of think about the media, when you think about just all these different messages being put through, and it's like, you know, they might not, a lot of them that not really the truth fully, there's some yeah. truth maybe to them, but they're always wrapped up in a way to push a certain agenda or push your mind in a certain way, so you go down a certain path in order to follow along with the idea of whoever's putting out that message. There's so right. many different pieces in there. And of course, then again, you know, ending with wake up with the remix, it's like, okay, now all the stuff, you know, you're talking about through the album, you're realizing some of this stuff. Now you're waking up to it. And it's like, okay, now going forward and focusing in on, you know, what's going to be important to you in your life and not not falling victim to all these different people, all these different, I, you know, media outlets are different influences that are trying to push you right. in a certain direction that's not beneficial for you not beneficial right. for your mental health because it is beneficial for that other entity yeah absolutely yeah it's it's kind of like um you know take care of yourself no matter what because if there's different agendas narratives whatever that are out of your control it's not going to matter unless you're you're taking care of your you know your well-being first 
and and too many times we get wrapped up in other people's and everything else that we lose control and just spiral <laughs> yeah, in a sense and, and i think another reason behind that might be too is just because there's a lot of times where say you know for our own being say things aren't necessarily going as well as we would have liked them to be or as well as we would have hoped we might be able to try people might tie themselves into something so that they feel like they have like maybe it's like the success of that might make what they're going through might you know mask some of that or might make right. that better it's not facing reality head on at that point and as humans we're all victims to that and i'll fall i say all fall victim to that at some point for ourselves because yeah. when things aren't going well yeah we don't really want to have to you know deal with the pressure of having to fix something in ourselves because it's on us we don't want to have to be the ones that deal with that failure but if you don't deal with that up front then Shoot. Yeah, it yeah, it's bad news. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we're in a era where comparison is a killer of joy. You're constantly looking at somebody else's whatever life, and you don't know what's behind the curtain, but you don't feel enough when you're watching all that mm -hmm. stuff, and you're just like, oh my god. And then, like you said, if if you're not willing to deal with your own issues, um, then you just deflect everything that you're feeling onto everyone else and then they're they're just like oh man i don't want to be around this or whatever it might be you're just you know you're bad news but yeah i mean it it's a, a lot of the the theme throughout the entire record is obviously obviously it's a strange world and we've been through a lot the last few years and i think anyone can listen through this record and and there's going to be something that connects with you and be like oh my god i get that and also just mental health and and i mean people feel like it's every two seconds somebody has to say that but it is we're learning more and more about it and learning how to deal with it and i think some of these songs definitely touch on it's not directly saying it but if you really dive in and listen there's probably like some sort of familiarity and similarities going on where you're like wow okay it is on me or it isn't somebody else that you might see and not quite understand what they're going through. It might open up your eyes and lens to, you know, seeing how other people are dealing with their own mental health. Yeah. And, and the same thing too. I think one of the big things you put in there was just the fallacy of comparison that we all fall into, especially, you know, take a look at the past couple of years and when everything got shut down because of COVID, everyone was focused to be on, forced to be online, have to focus on that. So people that are constantly online and being able like, okay, if you're looking like you're doing successfully and people are following along with that, those people are constantly following along with that think that everything is all good in your life. Everything is all great right. and everything is going right. When behind the scenes, that might not be the case, but because that's being presented to them, you know, if you're looking at that and you're consumed by that, you're going to think your life might be a lot worse by comparison. But if you're going to yeah. constantly compare yourself, take a look at potentially what's going good in your life. Maybe like you've got, if you've got a family that loves you and you have a family that you love, I mean, that's going to bring happiness to your life. You got friends that you enjoy hanging out with, whether it's, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, going out playing rec sports or whatever else you might whatever. do. Whatever it is, you know, it makes you happy. Me, I've fallen victim to that too, where it's I take a look at certain things like, man, you know, if I wasn't doing this, I could be doing this or I could be doing this. But then I also take a look and say, well, am I doing what I enjoy? Well, I get to talk with artists on a podcast that I absolutely love to do. Right. I get to go to concerts and I get to go on moshpits and I get to have the happiest times of my life in there. You know what? Even if at times, you know, things aren't going great in my life, I still have those positive things 
and my life actually ain't that bad when I actually think about it. It's actually pretty good, so well, I'm going to roll with it. Right, and that thing gives you a purpose. Like mm-hmm. it, it fulfills so many different things in your life that you don't really understand because you're in it, but you're also constantly comparing yourself to other people that are doing what you do, and it's not, not good enough. And then, Or you're like, oh, well, if we would have done this, or da-da-da-da-da, and then um, you never really look at like you said, the the good that you have around you, but sometimes you get in that that cloud, bro, and you just you're not gonna see any of that stuff, um, you know. But certain things you know got to bring you out of it, like family, friends, and it's all about your crew and who who you surround yourself with. And you know, if you're around toxic people, you ain't getting out of that toxic environment. You know, you can't, you should, you know. But if you're gonna stay with that, it's a you know, it's it's a slippery slope. And again, going kind of going back to Strange World, why the remix of Wake Up at the end of it is absolutely perfect because, again, it's kind of wake up to all these realities, but also yeah. understand that, you know, if you're in the round, those people that are not going to be the best for you are going to be the ones that are going to be bringing more negative energy to your life and more negativity to it. Find a way to find where those positive things are coming. What yeah. makes Find you your happy. win, man. Find your win. Yeah. You know, even if it's like a, a brief walk or whatever it might be, it's just like find your daily win. Um and you know find your your purpose even if you know you're worried what people might think like oh it's dungeon dragons or it's something cheesy it's like no that's that if that means and feels something in your heart like then that's that's what matters like that's your purpose that's your that's your gift yeah dungeons and dragons is cheesy yeah if people no, it's think, not it's it, really hard i was gonna say i was gonna say i've never played it before i know people that have i know how i know how, how much they say how hard it is but when it comes down to it, it's, yeah, it might be, oh, it might be seen in media this way or it might be seen in culture. How many people like playing? How many how many communities out there are playing yeah. it? It's yeah. And they don't give a crap about what these are. People no. that constantly play, play Pokemon on the regular and it's just, oh, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's for kids and whatnot. You should be playing it. Does it look like they honestly care? They're having fun with it. They're enjoying yeah. life. And similar to like us, we enjoy the music that we like. People look at me and they're like, you go to all those concerts. Why do you go to all those and go and be in those pits and just go crazy? I'm like, cause that's what I like to do. Yeah. And that's what yeah, I'm going to keep doing. I had to tell my, right. I had to tell as my, long as you're healthy. <laughs> yeah. I had to tell my boss. He's like, why do you constantly go in there? And I'm like, cause it's fun. And that's, that was my yeah. answer to him. I looked at him and I just like had my eyes go. I'm like, cause it's fun. Yeah. Cause it is. I mean, that's a self-expression, you know, all, all of that is. And some people need to do it more and lighten up. <laughs> yeah some some people need to just do more of that self lighten up a little bit and just understand what makes them happy and not fall into the fallacy of how some it, it's it's kind of like it's not someone else's responsibility to make you happy it's your responsibility no. to make you happy so take take the responsibility for it take the initiative of it it's going to be hard to potentially break out of those patterns that you've built up over time i know it is because i've had to do that myself but when you get when you start doing that and you start getting those daily wins in there, whether it's something small like you know, say say oh I didn't I I didn't I didn't have like a, I didn't have sweets today or I went for a walk or I hit this PR in the gym or I just took five minutes to listen to a song I like when I was having a bad day and that's your personal one for the day. That's something you can continue to build on over and over and over again because you found something that makes you happy. You can build on that win and just keep going with it. You got to build up your wins. You know, you just build up your wins, even if they're small, you know, you just have to do it. Um, and it's tough to get motivated, man. And um, it's a disciplined thing. I mean, um, I know myself, if I don't work out, even if I don't move for 20, 30 minutes a day, like I'm a head case. And I don't think enough people do that. 
I mean, you don't have to like pick up dumbbells and throw them around, but like go get some fresh air, take a walk, whatever. Um, and what that does for your mental health alone. But, um, you know, and especially when somebody's down in the dumps or whatever, they're like, Oh, that's the last thing I want to do. It's like, you'd be surprised if you come back in 30 minutes, you're going to feel that same way. Mm -hmm. You're not. And it's just, and then it ends up being addictive. You know, you're just like, if I don't have this, then, you know, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm personally a head case. And so, you know, it's just like you have to uh, discipline yourself and, you know, sometimes you slip off whatever. Um, you might eat some garbage food or whatever, but it's like, guess what? It's one day. Like, still live your life, but try to do, be the best version of you that you can without anyone's help, right? Yeah, it's it kind of like, you know, building on those wins, it increases the amount of discipline that you end up building up within yourself. And yeah, you're going to have those days where you slip up. I take a look at me like when, the, like when I was sick, I was out of the gym for three days and it was first day. I'm like, okay, I know I can't make it because yeah. I was about to go <laughs> to like, the hospital. Thank God. <laughs> and then by the second and the second day, I'm just like, I kind of want to just go back because otherwise I'm just sitting around third day. I'm like, this is my last day out of there. But I was so just like high strung. I'm like, I got to got to fix yeah. something. So I went up and went for a walk for an hour and I'm just like, that's not enough, but it's something. Hell, even when I got my appendix removed after two days, I was so high, like strung out. I'm like, I got to do something. I was such a head <laughs> yeah. case. I went on a bike ride for two and a half hours, just all across Damn, Milwaukee. Bro. And it was like, well, why did you do that? You just had surgery. I couldn't sit in the house anymore. I just right. couldn't do it. <laughs> but it's stuff like that where it's just like you you kind of get addicted to the positivity that those things that you find that are positive for you bring yeah. to you and build up on, you know, build up on yourself and it makes you the best version of you. So you find the positivity of what makes you the best version of you and what can help you get to that point. You just kind of become addicted to it and you want to keep going at it, whether it's right. working out, whether it's listening to music, yeah, whether, being it's, a drug. Create, You're yeah, just whether like, it's creating something, they're just like, oh, you know, I'm going to be a, I'm going I'm to cook things because, or I'm bake things because this is what makes me happy. You, you might right. never know what's going to happen. You could become one hell of a baker up your own cupcake shop. If you like music, is you never thing, know. You pick Sky's up a the limit. <laughs> yeah, you pick up a guitar, bing, bang, boom, and all of a sudden you're a band. Or you're like me where you don't know exactly what you want to do, but you find music to be happy. And all of a sudden, a couple of years later, boom. I'm still running. Yeah, how many episodes? Podcast, are, yeah, how many episodes do you have? Lots. Uh, you know, yeah, over four hundred at this point, dude. That's huge. I mean, again, just waking up every day and and doing the steps just to commit to that is like, I commend so many people. So many people want to pick something up for, you know, and think it's a good idea, and then they realize like that's a lot of hard work, and to be consistent with anything is really really tough. And uh, yeah, I mean, even if it's like an episode a week or a month, like people can slack off. But like you, you're on the train, bro. Still on that. Awesome. I mean, and you, and especially with, I mean, you know all about that being a musician. You guys are as well. So you, you got to grind, man. You got the grind. And with, of course, with Strangeville coming out on June 30th, what else do you guys got going on the rest of the year? So people can make sure that they not only are aware that, of course, the album's coming out, which it is, but also yes. see you guys play live because, well, they should take it from yeah, me. Yeah, you absolutely. Should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we have another single that Lost Without You track comes out, I believe, in May. Uh, the album comes out June 30th. There's going to be a um, spotlight track that we're doing with that. That's Sorry Not Sorry, um, if you heard that track. And then, yeah, we've got our album release. Um, we've got a few, sh I think we're gone the first three weeks of July, just doing um, a string of dates um, throughout the Midwest. So you can check out all those dates at throwthefight.com. And then... 
yeah, we're hoping to announce some more shows very soon. Um, everyone in the world is touring right now. So getting on tours, finding tours, finding venues that don't have multiple hold dates is, is quite tough. But, you know, we've got a couple of good guys that are working really hard for us. And we've been getting pitched for tours and stuff like that. So we're rolling the dice. We're waiting to see what happens. Um, our last single, Hourglass, has gotten some some radio success um, as of recent. So we're really we're really stoked on that. And yeah, we're just going to keep releasing the, the, you know, majority of the rec- the record. Um, we have pre-sales out right now. This is the first record that we'll have on vinyl. So it's a huge bucket list for all of us dudes that we're going to have vinyl. Um, we had an awesome artist work on the art and then we all selected the, the vinyl itself and how it looks. So it was really cool to be part of that creative process. Um, yeah, and then our, our label, um, Long, Long Branch, has just been super supportive throughout this whole process, and um, it, they've just put uh, so much time and effort into to what we're building, and it's just nice to see, really, and to have all the resources that they have. It's um, it's definitely what, what we needed, and definitely for this record as well. So it just feels good, and you know we've been sitting on these songs for quite a while, and we've already got 13 uh that we're working on right now. So <laughs> we're, we don't stop, man. Talk about consistency. I mean, you talk about consistency, the grind never stops. And I understand, you know, of course, everyone and their mother's touring right now. So it's not yeah. easy to get on there. But of course, you're good. Like I said, you're going to want to check out them, you know, when they play live. So you want to check out the fight live, especially yeah, just check out our dates. Out. You know, we're, we're always announcing um, new dates. Follow us on Instagram, uh, throw the fight MN. And yeah, we're, we've got a whole album cycle, so we're, we're going to be out there grinding one way or the other, hitting the road. They're going to be out there grinding one way or another, hitting the road, so it's going to happen. So now, let's close out this podcast. Time for the close the podcast with three things. First things first, Strange World coming out on June 30th. There's going to be a list of dates that you can see Throw the Fight play live as well. So what happens when you want to follow along with Throw the Fight? What happens when you want to make sure you get that first vinyl that they're going to be doing? Or pre-order, pre-save, all that kind of stuff. See them play live. What's the best way to do it? Well, you got to follow them on social media. You want to go watch YouTube videos. You got to go stream the music. You got to go do all this stuff. Find where you can pre-order this stuff. Instead of having to go and search all that stuff up yourself, because I know that can be tedious. I know that can be annoying. Let's make it as convenient as possible for you. Go to the description of the podcast. They find Throw the Fight online. Links and labels for everything is going to be there. So go and check it out because I've got you all covered. And make sure you go and see them on a live date because I know that one day when they come to Wisconsin, it's like the one June weekend that I have available. So am I going to try and make it there? Uh, yup. So We do have yeah. some Wisconsin dates. I'm just not sure how close they are to you. Um, I, I, I'll take a look at some of them because I know most, a lot of, a lot of years dates are kind of like further in the Western part West. of Wisconsin. I, I, right. the one I know for sure is good, probably the Janesville date. Cause that's like an hour away from me. So I'm like, okay, oh, for real? I, can, I can do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we played there once before too. I'm trying to, trying to think back in the, in the day. Um, but yeah, we we're trying to line up a festival date. Um, like I said, we had to pass on rock fest, which would have, would have been pretty sick. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We got, we got a whole record. We got a, we got to push. Well, yeah, we got a whole record. Got to push. So we'll see what happens. Now it's time for number two. Now I was able to partially pay up for this at the first time I saw you guys from live because I always said first rounds on me, but because I remember you say you didn't drink. So I ended up giving, it, I think I gave it to Ryan because he's like, Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Tito's and pump boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead of, so this time I still want to make that promise because I still got to find a way to do first rounds on me for you for something. I don't know what it is, but at that show in Janesville, we will figure out something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> Sounds I great. Oh, it to you. And now for number three, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because, Kate, this has been your third time on the podcast. I want to thank you for that. And I do not want this to be the last time you're on the podcast, well, because I always have a great time talking with you. So we got to run this back again in the future. So this can, hell yeah, this can't be goodbye, my man. This has got to be, I'll see you later. Sounds good, my dude. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, well, folks, this is my interview with Cade from the band Throw the Final Sign for Kevin's Final Thought. I had a couple ideas where I go with this final thought. I could go with, you know, talking about Cade with him being a dad with his daughter, just how his daughter's getting so into music just on her own and just. It's a beautiful thing. I'm not going to talk about, you know, the concept behind Strange World, everything he did there. But what I want to remember, what's going to stand out to me, is when we talked about the song Lost Without You. And I, I mean, I kept going back to that one when I was going through this album after they sent to me in preparation for this podcast. And I kept going back to it. And yes, it is definitely the more ballad song on the track. It is the sonically the least heavy on the track on the uh on the track list but it was probably my favorite of the whole entire thing and it just hit in such a way and what was beautiful about it was is while i'll still never forget this it was Cade talking about how he sent it to his wife how um who was it was it jeff he said yeah when jeff sent it to his wife and his wife just absolutely loved it and i mean the guys are from the state of minnesota and they were in la tracking it so when I was thinking about that distance and being between there and hitting it, especially when you're in that kind of like a situation at that point, this song is going to hit absolutely heavily. So when it comes to having some sort of a long distance relationship, whether it is with a significant other or a lover, whether it is with family members like a parent or a sibling or someone else that's close, like a cousin, aunt or uncle or grandparents, or if it's a friend that you just are not that closely connected with in terms of proximity, but you're close to connect with in terms of, you know, just relationship wise, but that mass amount of distance is, is between you two. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of troubles that happen there. And a lot of, you know, things that come up because those feelings of being separated that far, it, it, it can, there's a lot of things that can pop up there. I still remember this was back in 2016. Uh, the girl that I was dating, uh, it was September. I was going to be gone for three and a half months. And the reason I was gone for those three and a half months, is because it was my senior year of college. I was going to be there for one semester. She was still in Milwaukee. I was going back to Minnesota. And I still remember kind of just listening to the song. It's just there's a lot of frustrations that happen during that, like the, those times when you're apart from each other because you're not sure what's going on. It's you're not right there. When things are going well, you're not able to directly share that joy and that happiness with that person that you love the most. When you're going through frustrating times, you're not there. The person's not there with you to help you deal with those frustrating times and help you get through those and vice versa. So the frustration comes through there, but you realize how much you actually care about that person at point in time. And you're going to be willing to make it work because of how much they mean to you. And it's just, that's the way the song hit me. So seeing how the song has kind of hit other people that the band has sent it to in a very similar idea has been, it was really cool to look at. I'm not going to lie. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that song and it will be their next single. So hopefully it might be up by the time this podcast comes out or it might be coming out real, real soon right afterwards. So make sure you go check it out. Make sure you check out Throw the Fight online. So go to the description of the podcast where it says find Throw the Fight online. There's gonna be links labels for all their social media accounts where you can go watch their music videos, where you can go listen to the songs, where you can appreciate the album, where you can go get the vinyl for this album for Strange Rolls which comes out on June 3rd. We're gonna go see me at a live show. Come to the back bar in... Um, in Janesville, Wisconsin on July 8th, because I'm going to be there watching. Gemini Syndrome is playing too. Gemini Syndrome is good. So come and join us for 
that. On top of that, make sure you're also subscribing to the Corporate Russia podcast here on YouTube or follow along with us on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Hit that subscribe button right now. Hit it, hit it, hit it. And I want to thank you for subscribing to the podcast as well. Make sure you're also following along with us on Facebook and Instagram. I think we're still on Twitter too, but Facebook, Instagram, you know, reach out to us on those platforms. If you want to talk, I'm always here. I'm the one that does all this stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter. Again, hit that subscribe button. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Also, thank you to Phoenix Fitness for supporting this podcast. Remember, if you use the code CPP20 at FXS.com, link description of the podcast. Thank you, Cade. Once again, third time's a charm. Third time ain't the last time. We're going to be doing this many, many, many more, many more times. Maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. Who knows? We're going to do even more of these. So on that note, that's me for you guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. It's a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah.